Hello, everybody, and welcome to Honey Badger Radio. My name is Brian. I am here with the boss, Allison, and we are doing another episode of Maintaining Frame. This is number 47 with the male feminist versus female feminist, but we're going to be doing a, a different segment. Um, the statement is... I believe it's men need to be masculine to keep their families safe. And we'll see what the male and female, the, the male feminists and female anti-feminists have to say about that. But before we start, I guess um, Allison needs to say a few things. And I have some super chows that I want to read. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, uh, we are doing our monthly fundraiser so we can continue to bring you this work, this analysis of societal trends and opinions based on actually including the issues that affect men. <laughs> what a surprise. It enables you to uh, predict a lot of stuff that seems to elude others. Uh, anyways, if you want to make sure that we keep, are able to continue this very unique work, please go to feedthebadger.com slash support and throw a few shekels in the hat. Um, very, very much appreciated, everybody who's supported so far. We have about uh, eight days left. Uh, and I know you guys, for whatever reason, like to uh, like to wait till the last minute. But it's always appreciated when you put something in a little early so it takes the weight off of our minds. Once again, that's feedthebadger.com slash support. Every bit helps. So $5, $10 if you have it, go there and put it in. Um, you know, and if, if it's something that you, you want to do, then just uh, put that in a, open up another tab and put that link in there while you listen to us. To our our dulcet tones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that. I, I know think I'm dulcet not. is the the way to put to put it. So yes. Um... <laughs> and also, if you want to send us a message, you can do so at feedthebadger.com/slash/justthetip. That's the best way to send us messages because you get a bit more space. You avoid YouTube's extremely fickle censorship and confusing. Um, and we also get the full benefit of the monies that you send us that way. Yes. So that's, that's feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. It's dot right. com, not dot cown. 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 Dot com. Cown. C-A-W-M-M. Um, okay, but anyway. So let's okay. look at, I got some, I don't know, do you have any thank yous that you want to give um while well, we're live we did in case okay, there was yeah. stuff that happened like over the weekend yeah i think um we didn't get much over the weekend mm. uh we got ten dollars from uh silver bullet so thank you silver bullet thank you Very silver bullet um we had a lot of activity in the super chows over the weekend though yeah i see that uh let's go through those yeah okay so uh, I don't know if I did this one. I think I did, but Pax Max gives us ten dollars and says played again, Sam. I think it was um a soundbite I played. I don't know which one it was though. Sorry, I think I did play it though. Uh, Ethu Halinqua, I hope I'm saying that right. Gives us one hundred dollars. Thank you, Ethu Halinqua. I know I have an applause button over here somewhere, but. That's okay. You can <laughs> you can search for it. Let me look at this. Um, no, I I had it. Ethu, isn't it? I, I think it got deleted or something. I'll just give him a wow, an Owen Wilson wow. I think that's just about the same. Wow. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and he says, 
for a hundred or she. I don't know who this like the, the gender. I wanted to start well, off apologizing. Huh? What was that? Maybe the pronouns are cosmic. Yeah, may, maybe they have. Yeah. No, the, their pronouns are wow. Um, <laughs> so Ethu says, I wanted to start off apologizing for not supporting you this way too often, as my finances are unreliable for the time being. However, what I really wanted to ask is whether you guys know any good books, TV shows, or movies showing a good relationship between the father and his children. Alternatively, if you know some literature, again including video media, about mentor characters essentially performing as fathers. Oh, there's so oh. much. Okay, uh, a good recent one uh, was that one with, I think, Tom Hanks with the robot kid, teenager, and the, the dog. I have that was... no idea. Is that recent? Yeah, it's recent. It's recent. It was it was well, it was a good movie. I'm not so sure if it fits the bill with the mentor figure thing, but it did it had a bit of that quality to it. Yeah. Um and a real tear tearjerker too. Oh. Um yeah. I have to remember robot movie. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a I mean it's Finch. Finch. Finch Finch is what it was called. Yeah. Oh. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, and uh, so he he has to teach this robe his I guess you could call it a robot son, um, although uh, you know how to survive and take care of the dog, and it is it is it is a sad movie, but it's also very uplifting in a way. Um, never has a opening a can of dog food been so dramatic and oh, tearjerking. Really? Yeah. Uh, Green yeah, Dorsey says Cisc de Rat. I don't know if that's what if he's trying to answer your question, but fathers and uh, mentor characters. Oh, I'm I'm like for some reason blanking, but there was been um there have been some. Sixty five wasn't bad. Like Which one? I, I know that it got panned by uh, critics that did not understand it at all because it was really about a man who lost his daughter and took care of a of a girl on a a hostile planet they were space colonists and um i think that a, a lot of the critics didn't like it because i i'm guessing they didn't understand the appeal the appeal is of course you know that kind of paternal instinct in action i thought it was not bad you know i mean uh it wasn't a hugely complex movie it was just yeah. survival horror but I like the I like the relationship between the two main characters, and that really is what matters, in my opinion, with survival horror is you care about the characters um, yeah. to some degree. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, thinking recently, recently. Well, this guy didn't ask for recently, but but oh, um, okay. it could be. It's I I think it'll be a bit of a challenge. Although I do think that there are more uh, films like that um, coming. You know, like coming out. Because when I think about movies that feature an adult and a child uh, working together, they they tend to be a little bit more like Leon the Professional, like kind of creepy in a way, <laughs> instead of, you know, like a straightforward like father and child uh, relationship. Um, yeah, that was a little bit on the edge of unpleasant. Um, yeah. Some more. I mean, I, uh, I, the movie's entertaining, but um, some of the stuff is 
I don't know, a bit weird. Um, you know, I know I know more, but I, for whatever reason, I'm drawing a blank. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's come back to this. Maybe we can figure out a good answer to it, or I okay. can remember some stuff once my, I'm not pressuring my brain to, brain, brain to perform, as it were. There was this movie, I can't remember the name of it, it came out like in the 80s, I think. Where mm. this guy travels back in time and meets his father. It's not Back to the Future. Um, mm. It's another one, but I can't remember the name of it. Anyways. Yes. Okay, an 80s movie where my guy travels back in time. To guy meet travels guy. back in time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think The Incredibles is pretty good. Um, in my opinion. It's, not, it's about a whole family. He's raped by but... his grandmother, is he? Or raped? Huh? He isn't raped by his grandmother, is he? Who? The guy who travels back in time. No, 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 no. It's not, like I said, it's not Back to the Future. It's, it's... Well, no, it's... but that didn't happen in Back to the Future. That, that I remember, like, oh. an 80s or 90s film that did that, where the guy became his own grandfather, except it was really, really fucking, really dark, because his yeah. grandmother raped him at the point of a gun. Yeah. But, of course, you know, it's played off. Like, ha, 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 that's just, that's just courtship. Like ah uh, okay yeah well standard I think you're really far <laughs> um Finding Nemo if you if like I don't know if you ever seen that but that's good uh Pixar was pretty like good about stuff like that like back in the day when they were starting out you know when they still had Brad Bird um so yeah I mean th those are just a couple that come come to mind uh. A lot of it is, I don't know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Does that count? Hmm. I mean, that's a. I think it's a father that's looking. He like disguises himself as a woman so that he can see his kids. So because his wife is keeping the kids from him, I think. Do you remember that movie? Yes, you gotta I remember know about that movie. Mrs. Doubtfire. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know I know about it. It's, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's a good movie just for it is, but in terms of um father and kid relationships yeah Sorry, i know i'm trying to find I'm something not, i'm not even sure why it's why we're not where we're drawing a lot of blanks this is a really good question yeah we'll, we'll have we, to come back the road yeah, we'll yeah that's a that's a good one although it's super super, super nihilistic <laughs> so huh? yeah. it's depressing it is but it but but that's the i think it makes that even more appealing and you know what uh i'll say for a video game um play the very first not the fucking second one but the first last of us is um it's very good i the, i wouldn't I, i'm not gonna say go watch the hbo show i don't personally think that it measures up uh i think they changed too many things but yeah the first the first um, Last of Us game is great for that, too. So, all right, anyway. So thank you, Ethu Haliqua, for the, for the donation. And uh, we'll come back to this later. Probably something will come up, so. Uh, comment I, on I made my husband quit porn because it's cheating gave us $5. And then they gave us another $5 and also left a comment. My comment got dropped. I said I suspect most men who watch porn are fantasizing themselves performing the act together with their significant other. I joked that it's sort of like an artist drawing inspiration from others' artwork. Mm, that's possible. I'll say that um, what I think people miss about men enjoying porn is 
the thing that I think is most exciting for men most of the time is not the man's pleasure, but the woman's pleasure. That's why it focuses on her reaction, on her ecstasy. Um, because that's what men want to see in women, and that's what men want. They want to be a part of that in a way. So I, just my two cents, but that's what I think. So, yes, the first Last of Us. And then Tornell gave us $5 yesterday and also didn't leave a comment. I wonder, is there something wrong with the comments? No. Because I think people no, are trying to leave comments. But... Nothing has changed, so. Okay. I'm pretty sure, I mean, if the comments are going through, I imagine what may have happened is they got sticky fingers. Yeah, maybe. You know, and maybe clicked it too quickly, or Tornell just wants to support us. Yeah, I mean, call. you know, you don't have to say anything, but I want to nope. make sure that you... Like, if you wanted to say something that you're able to, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, once again, okay. if you want to send us a comment during this show or after the show is over, you can do so at feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. All okay, right. Shall we start? Yes. Let us away to the bat cave. Yes. Away. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, we're going to be looking at this next question. Uh, hopefully you guys should be able to hear this, so I'm going to go ahead and play it. Men need to be masculine to keep their families safe. I don't know why, but it's echoing. I don't know what that is. I hope that that's just Ooh. right there for some reason. I don't know. I'm trying to see where that's coming from. Are they saying it's echoing? No, I heard an echo. Of course he's going to step forward. Look at him. <laughs> I think there's a reason why people love Andrew Tate. And whatever you think about him in regards to what he's being accused of, which he has not been proven, but that's neither here nor there, men gravitated toward that. Why? Because he's... Can you hear that okay? Allison, can yeah, you hear that? I can, oh, hear. I can hear it. Okay. okay, I guess I'm only I'm getting an echo. That's okay. I'm reading the, ca the captions anyways spoke to men mm -hmm. in a sense of being a man, being a protector, and you have to be in charge of all your faculties and think more critically. So those aspects of masculinity appealed to men because men want to innately protect. If I go on a date and you take me on a date and we're go, he's like, no, I wouldn't, but that's okay. And you take me to a dinner and you don't sit facing the door. I'm never going out on another date with you. All right. Okay. That's, um, <laughs> Interesting. Weird flex, but okay. Uh, Never heard that. Yeah. That sounds very eighteen um, hundreds to me. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean she has a grain of truth, you know, mm -hmm. there's but there's various kinds of ways that, that men can protect women. And there, I think there is an element of instinct to it for women. Um you can do it financially, you can do it socially, you can do it physically. I think it varies on what the woman in particular wants um, or is in need of. Uh, so I, I would say that she's being honest. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I think women are happier and, and feel more comfortable with men who can protect them. Sure. I wish they didn't turn around and, and say, but I am so afraid. Of, well, what do you think? Okay. Yeah. If he's capable of protecting you. All right. Then you have to. And here's the other thing is that women who are too deep in this dynamic they seem to flip from protector to some kind of demon really easily. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're not, if they're not a little bit on top of it. 
So, and, and I, but one thing I wanted to point out is, like, she she did, she called him, didn't she? She was like, yeah, of course he's coming over, because look at him. Yeah. There, there's an unexamined element in his ape brain that uh, that he probably denies exists yep. there for why he looks the way he does yep. and walks and moves the way he does. Yep. He knows exactly and even why he, he supports feminism the, the way he does. Yeah. It's all part of yeah, the same well, thing. Feminism is the new way that men sacrifice something in order to benefit women and protect women. And uh, and he's he's all about that. And you can tell. Um, yeah. So I just found it funny that she 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 picked up on that pretty quickly. Mm hmm. So despite being woo, she does understand people to some. Oh, degree. yeah. No, she's she's like uh, intuitive. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, and I'm OK with her being woo. It's just it, it, it gives her character, I guess, <laughs> that in the orange. The, the tomato <laughs> colored dress with the cleavage the and all. Yeah. I wonder sure. if that's, I wonder if she, I mean, this, there are, she, this is not, like, women don't make mistakes. Like, this is not an accident. I think that she was like, I'm going to dress like this and see how the male feminists react, you know? <laughs> so. Definitely, like, like it's, it's an interesting combination of very highly sexual and also really eccentric. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For she sure. looks like she, she was attacked by, a, like, a satin lufta. Yeah, I think that she's some kind of counselor or therapist or something. Because she always talks about, like, men that she works with, you know, and, and their mm. problems. And she tries to help them and all that. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, I guess it's not... It seems sort of um, trivial, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if if she if she date an unemployed guy who sat by the door instead of her, who knows? I mean, it, it, whatever. People have their their reasons. Well, what okay. she, what I think she's saying is is that you have to like the men should be facing the door. Mm -hmm. uh, so the woman, because men and women tend to sit across from each other, uh, the woman will be facing the man, but she will have her back to the door, and the man mm -hmm. should be facing the door because I guess in the event that somebody comes in to like shoot up the place i don't know what what else it could be uh he can he'll see it first and he'll be able to like put his body between the bullets and her that, i mean that's my guess so sort of like how the our german shepherd sleeps uh during the day at the door yeah yeah or or like jojo he's like he's laying down right behind me facing the only way to get into this room and mm. i mean that's what he does so yeah that's kind of what she's yeah. expecting. And I, and I guess, mm. like, if anything, I could only fault it for being kind of old-fashioned. Um, yeah. Because I wouldn't, you know, like, that's, that's like, you ever heard the thing where if a man and a woman are walking on a sidewalk, um, the man should be on the side closest to the street? Mm-hmm. And, and in the event that, like, you know, there's a puddle and a car drives by or, or something happens, some guy loses control, whatever... And the man has or to, like... Or a nuclear bomb falls. Yeah, then he can... He'll he'll get hit first. He'll let, let her know to, you know, duck and cover. <laughs> As he's disintegrating. <laughs> you know. That's really black. Okay. He's just gonna, like... Yeah. He's just gonna be... I'm just thinking, you know, our, our terrors are a little bit more... Um, 
cosmic at this point, aren't they? Yeah. I guess yeah. not for most women. They they don't really comprehend geopolitics. Oh yeah. man, that was misogynist. And then she'll catch uh, fire and be like <laughs> So um okay. Mm. Let's keep yeah. going. It's not like we're helpless, like oh, I can't do anything, but having a man stand by you, protect you and your family and your children, masculinity is very important. There are situations like for example, like Okay, like wait. Three... Yeah. Right. So well, of course, he's, he's like, um, he's the, he's, he's, he's going for the feminist Chad role, I think. Yeah, he's but alpha, no, alpha overall, elite. Overall, feminists right men tend, tend to be really competitive and competitive with other men, is what I've noticed about this. Yeah. You remember the original Jubilee, male anti-feminist versus male feminists? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the male fem feminists were almost like a caricature of combativeness and competitiveness with other men. They might as well just been like beating their chests. Whereas the male anti-feminists were concerned about men. And, you know, they talked about how they things made them feel. I just found that. Didn't you just find that hilarious? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just an, a complete lack of self-awareness from the chest beating male feminists. Complete lack. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just, and I'm not surprised. I'm surprised the other three are like, no, it's not about protecting women. They probably still think it is, but they don't want to insult women, you know, girl bossing, right. you know, something. Yep. Because they're, the, the way that they protect women is from the ether of contempt towards women's empowerment. That makes any sense. So it's just the it's just the substrate that destroys women's empowerment. The the vague uh -huh. radiation that destroys women's faith in themselves, which is obviously not telling them them, them that they're a victim of everything all the time everywhere. Yeah. But it's, it's something that they so he, so they are trying to protect women from thought forms, not yeah. physically. And I'm 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 pretty sure that that's why they feel excluded from this, because yeah. their expertise in protecting women is from thoughts. Mm -hmm. They protect thoughts from thoughts. They, you know? <laughs> of course. Okay. All right. Let's see what what Alpha Elite has to say. Thirty pounds. My girlfriend's like 110, five foot two. Like, there's no way if somebody breaks in the house that uh, she's gonna fight them off unless she has a gun on her or something. But um, so in that situation, I would be the fill that masculine role but like uh anybody can be strong anybody like in a situation where i'm not there i would hope if we had kids she could protect them and defend them like the best she could where i get the issue with like oh men need to be masculine it's like oh men need to always go uh go work and bring the money and all this stuff because my girlfriend she's highly educated she actually makes way more money than i do like i'm just pausing it there for the banana if okay if that, i'm, if, I'm I I feel like we they've stacked the deck with a fem max feminist maxer guy. You know, you some guy who's like well, what I mean is that there he's he's maximizing his reproductive potential using feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe he should make seminars on that if <sighs> if it's working for him. Who knows? He, like, he, okay, I, I so he's got a girlfriend, she makes more money than him. And he's half his size. She's smaller so than he is, yes. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I honestly hope that that works for them. Yes, I do. I do. I really hope. I do, but... <laughs> but 
um, it might be a problem. Like she yeah, might, might, she might become resentful. Uh, yeah. You know, that happens. And, and, um, yeah, but on the other hand, he, like I said, he's, he's feminist maxing, so he can at least sort of guilt trip her about, well, you're not being very feminist if you leave me. Yeah, I, I guess work. he could. But she hmm. is the woman, so that might not matter. <laughs> she could just say he's mansplaining yeah, and then leave it. Yeah, that, it's, it's really hard to get some kind of moral leverage over that, over women, when you're yeah. a guy. Okay. All right. Um, but some, but like what I'm getting at is some male feminists actually seem to manage to do that. They manage to get some moral leverage over women. Yeah. So that's what I meant by feminist maxing. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like trans maxing, except with this, which is, right. which is actually really, really depressing in a way. But, you know, if it works for some individual men... Have at if you can manage to carve your a, a decent life doing this. Who am I to say no? Well, yeah. Again, is if you but if you're if you both agree this is like a good system and you think it works, great. But she's still just your girlfriend, like you know. Um, she hasn't put know, a ring. On. <laughs> I don't know if he's planning to marry her. I don't know if he's like not interested in that at all or what. But I'm just saying, like. Uh, this this relationship that you're about to say is super successful oh. may not have been tested. Oh, oh, but this is interesting. Notice how he's standing up for his value proposition in his relationship. Yeah. He's standing up for how he sees himself as more powerful than his woman in his relationship. What a yeah. surprise, right? You yeah, know? that's and right. He can't turn around and say, hey... Actually, maybe this is something that affects all men. They may be trying to stand up, or in the past tried to stand up for what they felt made them desirable to women, like yep. earning more, having more access to to the ability to earn that kind of thing. Yep, it's interesting. He, he I wonder if he's even aware of that it, that he did that because he's he's standing up for his value proposition, what he considers attractive. In terms of hypergamy to his partner, yeah, even if it's under an unsubconscious un, 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 level, whereas those other guys, I'm guessing they don't see that as their value proposition to women. Again, their value proposition is to defend them from from thoughts. Yeah, you know, bad thoughts. Okay. Okay, let's keep going. Like way more. I I work as a personal trainer. I don't make as much as she does. It is um, traditionally not very masculine for a woman to make more money than a man. And I know some people, they will uh, be like, oh, you're not a real man. If your woman makes more money than you, that's pathetic. Why is she with you? You sound like a loser. Things like that. And I don't let that define my masculinity. I used to be insecure about it, but now I've grown more mature. And I feel like we're getting to a side where that's less of our problem. Well, who, are, who is it that's saying that a man that makes less than a woman is a loser? Is it men? Yeah, all the women. All the women it, were it's women, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, if you want to yeah, change that, then you're going to have to change women's perspective on that. And yeah. I don't know how that's going to work because what you'd have to do is you'd have to meddle with people's preferences, and mm. that's that's just wrong. That's like you know, that's like uh, I don't know, that's like a straight man saying that lesbians have to have sex with him. Or mm. or whatever, right? So you, you're you're running up against a brick wall. So it's easy for you to point at men or patriarchy, 
which is basically men, and say, oh, it's because of you people that I, you know, uh, I'm called a loser because I make less than my girlfriend. No, it's women. Women are the ones that yeah. set the bar. Women are the ones that say, you know, how much they that a man should make, they how how tall they have to be, how big their dick is, like how much of a pack they got. Like they they go by all that. Okay, men mm. are different standards, and I serious. I mean, I'll say that men do want to feel like they can provide, and and that is a thing. But but it's because they know that um, they believe that if they don't then the women will grow to resent them. And there's plenty well, of stories think, of women who divorce men because they mm -hmm. didn't make enough. Well, the single biggest risk factor for divorce around the world is male unemployment, period. Yeah. So this is a huge issue. Um, it, it isn't, you can't blame the patriarchy. Um, the, what you could blame the patriarchy for doing is in the past not letting women walk away, the alleged patriarchy, the... Mm -hmm. Of pay, uh, not letting women walk away from their partners when they were unemployed, but you can't blame the patriarchy for making women want men who earn more than them. It's just it, that's from women. That's that is them. That is their decision. That's their selection. Yep. And just like most mammals on the planet, most birds on the planet, and most animals on the planet are defined by female mate choice to a degree because there's also some male mate choice that happens too it's not as clear-cut as a lot of people make it out to be but it is a huge it's a huge force maybe mm -hmm. it's a bit less in a pair bonding species like ours but it still is there men are expected to engage in behaviors that make them attractive to women and a healthy society allows for the largest number of men to become desirable to women and and structures itself in such a way to make that happen. And yeah. I think that's, you know, in some ways that's reasonable because, you know, it's going to be a long time before we can successfully genetically engineer human beings to be completely androgynous, I guess, in their interests and their desires. Mm -hmm. So maybe what we should start with is simply recognizing that it is essential, not just to men and women, but the functioning of our society, that our society, actually, you could almost look at a society being the means by which men make themselves attractive to women. So they develop the pro-social status that, that makes women interested in them sexually and mm -hmm. also socially. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. when men come together, they develop the skills, they develop the, um, the material wealth, they develop the culture, uh, they develop the music, whatever. They develop things that make them attractive to women. And the sum total of all of that activity is what we term a society. And when society decides that it no longer has to attend to the things that create it, well, that that that's not good. That's not that's not a society with a future. And also men are disenfranchised. But that requires I think thinking about these things on a lot of a, a lot deeper level and I don't think this guy is at that level, I will say. Yeah. Uh, okay. I also want to add, though, he said he's a personal trainer, and I, I, that sounds like it's not a bad job. And uh, I looked it up, and personal trainers make close to $19 an hour on average in California, which hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where this guy is, because I think that's where this show is, Jubilee. Um, so he's not doing bad. That means that his girlfriend has, like, 
I don't know, some kind of cushy Silicon Valley desk job or something. She's not working in Foot Locker, that's for sure. So Mm -hmm. just saying, like, that money isn't bad that he's making. And, you know, people can live within their means uh, even if they're both on minimum wage. This reminds me of a weird thing that I noticed in a mall when I went to Calgary. There were two Foot Lockers, and one of the Foot Lockers was entirely staffed by women. Oh, weird. Yeah, Mm. and they said it because, oh, we want to make female customers. And I'm like, oh, God. Did I just walk back into Saudi Arabia? Stop that (laughs) shit. Stop it now. Yeah. Oh, we don't need... Wait, where are the trans women going to go? Anyway. Oh, God. I should just go into the women's Foot Locker. If you want to have this kind of strict segregation because you're terrified of men, then you literally cannot embrace trans rights. That's that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing lived out. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, it, especially not trans rights in terms of oh, if you just identify as a woman, we'll consider you a woman, or identify you as non-binary, then you'll be able to go into the women's. Like that, you can't, because that's like creating a wall out of wicker. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, the people will just go poke through it, and and it just won't work. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not like, I, I'm not on, on either side of this debate. I Which think it's debate? ridiculous. Well, the, the the trans debate, keeping men out of women's or trans oh. women out of women's spaces. I mean, I'm not involved in that either. I mean, like the, the you know, basically it was women that created this problem. So, mm. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yeah, um, they can deal with it. All right, let's uh, let's, let's keep, keep going. going. So I think we're a little bit in the reeds. Yeah. And like some people might disagree with this, and like, but it's just my opinion. I think uh, to raise a son, it's easier if you're a man. It doesn't have to be a father. It could be an uncle or some positive. Role I'm telling you. Same thing. What? I, I, I said that this guy is is a feminist. I, originally, when I saw him, I said that this guy he may sound um like a uh, woke, but I think he's he's feminist maxing. Yeah. Well, he um, did. He did come forward, like the he was the I think he's the only male feminist that came forward on the men need to be masculine to keep their families safe thing because obviously like that's like that's kind of his identity. His thing. He's like yeah, maximizing his, his um his disposability in a way because he's saying yeah. well, I'm willing to right. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, he's also saying things that would usually get him excommunicated by feminists, like um, uh, boys need male role models. Yeah, you know, so I'm, that, I'm, I, I have a sense that this guy is using feminism for his own ends. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and whatever. No, I, you know, like he's camouflaged himself. He's camouflaged himself expertly with the feminism. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a good way to look at it. Okay, with a positive feel along because, like, I don't know what it's like to be like a female going through puberty, but I was, I was a young man. Right now, a lot of our young men are misguided, and a lot of them are making bad decisions, and it's because like a lot of these young men get this testosterone boost, their brains aren't fully developed, and they like the vast majority of crimes are committed by 16 to 23 year olds. Mm-hmm. The reason I walk forward. Okay, yeah, real single, quick. Single moms, too. Single moms. Single mom yeah, moms. no, that's way more important because the mm-hmm. shit that's happening in our like big cities in the United States, it's not just because boys are hitting puberty, because that never happened historically. Okay? And it's not just like the the no father or no father figure thing is a big part of it it's 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 a very big part of it but the single mother thing is the other half of the same equation 
you know, so. Okay, I just wanted to uh, do a thank you because oh. we did receive something. Okay. Uh, we got uh, $100 from Meredith G. So thank you, Meredith G. Thank you, Meredith G. Hello there. You have a sound. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your sound. Oh, God. Uh, how much was paper. it? Uh, $100. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a, a little. Comment. Okay, and if you would like to join That's the very generous. Cool. That's a big girl. Again. That's a big girl. Okay, if you'd <laughs> like to join the very generous Meredith G, once again, it is feedthebadger.com slash support. Everything is really appreciated um, because it. It allows us to continue to... Meredith is the, the best. She is the best. Yeah, the, she's the OG. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we're not we're worthy. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! <laughs> okay. Of your charity. Okay. So, uh, let's keep going. Let's see what... But yeah, single moms. That's like the thing that no one wants to bring up. And we, we have to be the ones to do it. Is, is, is about exactly what you just said. Men have these feelings and uh, this uh, aggression often deep inside them, and it's about using that aggression or those feelings that you have to protect rather than to inflict. Uh, okay. I wouldn't call it aggression. No. Uh, I, you know, I, I think, think that's that a loaded men, word. What, actually, what's really happening is men have what they call altruistic punishment. They have an urge towards altruistic punishment. What that means is, is when someone defies the norms of a group and hurts members of it, men are more inclined to sacrifice to punish that, that person. Yeah. So they will, literally, they will literally treat themselves as expendable if they feel like someone is a danger to the group in order to punish them. It doesn't really have much to do with aggression. It has more to do with self-sacrifice. Women actually are very aggressive when you take out the issue of self-sacrifice. So, for example, they found that women make better drone pilots because they deal with the pressures of killing, each, killing other people better. Mm -hmm. people, don't, people are not, apparently not aware of that or it hasn't really sunk in. Women are better at murdering when they don't have to deal with any risk to themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they deal with the psychological issues around murdering better. They are much more capable, apparently, of pulling the trigger. So, and, I mean, you can even see that with the, what Russians found out with snipers, female snipers. Um, they're a lot more ruthless. So it's really, it's not men that are more aggressive. Women are more aggressive. It's men that are more sacrificial of themselves in the pursuit yeah. of justice. So Yeah, and it wrong. makes sense from a... Evolutionary standpoint, too. I think. Yeah. So we understood this a while back. What was the? I forget who said it. The 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 female is more deadly than the male. Oh, like, uh, I don't know. Lawrence, I've, I've heard that a bunch of times. <laughs> but it was uh, it was about how you just kill yourself before you get taken by the women of a tribe because mm -hmm. they will make you suffer. Mm -hmm. um, it's usually the in in like a tribal setting. It's the women who are responsible for the torture um, and often the raping of, of, of uh, prisoners. This is another thing. This is like the dark side that we don't talk about when it yeah. comes to women. And uh, so she's wrong. It's not that men are more aggressive. It's that they're more self-sacrificial. And, um, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for men to become aggressive towards women.
usually it takes having been severely abused by one well i was gonna say and... yeah like if you if you want to see like the i think most aggression from men especially young men is it, it does come from uh you know abuse from their mothers and just not having someone there to like help them you know learn how to i don't want to say control but like um to behave measured you know what you know what you know what i think it actually is it's that they don't have a father to protect them from yeah. their mother this it has nothing to do with like an innate aggression it's that protect them from the their mother yeah protect them protect them from their mother's violence protect them or or make it so the the woman doesn't the, the violence doesn't get to that point yeah you know, or the woman directs the violence at the father that kind of yeah thing. well you so, know it's I mean, funny it's, you it, it's funny you say that because uh, uh i haven't had him on in a while but jesse lee peterson used to say that a lot he say that you know you need a man in the home to protect their kids from the kids from their mother and i don't think um, he's wrong huh i mean and it's not it's not like if, if you have a, a well-adjusted woman and a well-adjusted man i mean that's not an issue that was not the families we're talking about yeah we're talking about families where the the woman is violent and yeah. it, in, in that kind of family the father can often absorb her violence or redirect it or protect it or at least contextualize it you know and mm -hmm. um a lot of dads who experience who deal with abusive Wives do do that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then also I would imagine that a two-parent house means that the woman is less stressed in the first place, so she's probably going to be less violent yeah, overall. The, yeah, a lot but, more stable. But the, but the point is that it's not some inherent aggression no. in boys. It is the fact that well, just having a man in the have, house they, acts like a like yeah. a bit of a stopper, right? Just like nothing has to happen. It's just knowing that he's there because then the the women uh, or the mother or the wife, whatever, she might feel more secure because there's a man there. Mm -hmm. And I think that when women become fearful and they yes. uh, that's when they can be violent. Yeah, there's a and... lot of like with women, a lot of the aggression comes out of fear, mm -hmm. you know, so with a man in the house, there's probably less fear, honestly, which leads to less abuse and um less stress yeah. like uh you know it's uh it, it can be like a vicious cycle and it's and i'm not like casting aspersions on women no. um this is just statistical truth so and if we're going to move forward as a species we've got to be honest with ourselves and stop viewing women through this angelic lens that is 100 wrong and viewing men through this demonic lens that's 100 wrong yep anyway well that's why going. again somebody in the chat just said uh, meanwhile society keeps saying it's the fathers who are more abusive than the mothers that's just to keep us from talking about the mothers like it's yeah it's and, not and, true and then people they how can, a lot of people buy into it how can fathers be more abusive like think about it logistically yeah most most single parent families are female-led yep how is it possible that the no, it's not and the other thing is that statistically, you don't find that fathers are more abusive than mothers. Yep. My father was, he never, I think he only spanked us once, and it made him cry afterwards when I was like a teenager. And, um, but my mom, <laughs> she was quick, and I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions against my mother either, but she was just quicker to use force, like the belt, 
um, than my father was. He 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 didn't want to do it, you know. So, mm. and I and think that my father did that... help, like my mom, to curb that because he was there and he Isn't would it... basically like intervene and be like, no, 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 let's let's do this another way. So. There's another form of abuse that I see women do a lot, which is parentifying their children. And I think that that might be there. There might be some incentive towards that. Like it's not a physical form of abuse, but it's a mental form of abuse where a single mother might force her son to take on the role of an adult man in providing and protecting for her. And the the child is not ready for that kind of role and it induces an insecurity and a form of a, like insecure aggression mm -hmm. so it's like you know this is not what the ultimate point is that she's saying that this is some kind of innate aggression as far as i can tell it isn't no it's not testosterone you, is not you, aggression that's what they're usually yeah, you, referring you, it to if you raise a boy in a two-parent household without violence or any kind of abuse you are going to get a normal boy. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be an aggressive, violent kid. Like even if he's a sociopath, as long as he isn't motivated by abuse, for the most part, he'll just be a slightly ruthless character. You know? Yeah. He won't be violent. He won't be criminal. He might be drawn to um, the uh, professions in which he can use kind of lack of empathy to some good or mm -hmm. gain status through it but he's not going to be he's not going to be violent it takes abuse yep. and we need to decouple this idea that that maleness is inherently aggressive from uh, decouple it and recognize no it's just boys reflecting the abuse that they've received yep yep okay all right let's see what the male feminists have to say about this I guess I'm just not entirely sure what, like, just masculinity in general has to do with keeping people safe. Could I quit? Well, I mean, you're a trans man. <laughs> so what, uh, you know, not, not to dunk on you, but you probably haven't been doing this whole masculinity thing very long. Um, the I'm, Ukraine, friend. Huh? That's what it has to do. The Ukraine, friend. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. conscription of every man within between what was it like 18 and 55 to protect the country that's what it has to do with it it's not mm -hmm. just that men are inclined towards these kinds of sacrifices it's that they enforce them on each other that's what masculinity has to do with it yeah. i i can't imagine um, i mean i can't imagine a world in which women enforce the expectation that they sacrifice for their society, for their country, for whatever, on each other. I mean, that would yep. just be, uh, the closest I can think of is Israel. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. What well, are you talking about, that the, the, there, there are women in the military? Yeah. I, I, I mean, and, there probably, there are, I know, but I don't know that they're doing the same work that men are doing. No, they're not doing the same work, but they're certainly doing more sacrifice than almost every other group of women on the planet. Yeah. We'll put it that way. So, I mean, it's, it's like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine a society in which women expected each other to die to protect their society? Mm -hmm. That would not look like our society. So, yes, it's associated with masculinity. I, I think it would make a much better society, but, you know, that's not the one that we deal with now. Mm -mm. And 
And yeah, so that's an aspect of masculinity. They will, ma men will enforce this obligation of protection onto each other. And, yep. you know, we, we are at a point where this obligation of protection, it feels like, well, I mean, they're protecting women against other men. Well, throughout most of human history, that was against animals, dangerous animals, or weather, or starvation. You know, like, this is, there's more out there. It's just because we've become the dominant life form, and nothing really challenges us, except if you're in, like, the wilderness areas, and, and you piss off a bear, and the bear kills your family. But, um, you know, like, that, that doesn't happen as much anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, 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 what I'm saying is, it's not just that men are willing to sacrifice, it's that they're willing to sacrifice other men. Yeah. 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 All right, let's see what uh, this girl's going to say. Quickly respond, and that yeah. I just think it's that men have that natural propensity towards it. If I think of roles in society that are protectors, we could say uh, police officers, anybody who's going to take on that role of physical aggression in order to stop a bad situation from happening, men tend to take those roles. And, and if you just look at the, the demographics of those roles in particular, men choose to take that on and they persevere and drive for it. Okay, uh, she's right. Yeah, she's right. Um, the other thing is, is that like, women are terrible cops. <laughs> so I'm like, I, okay, no, I, I'm, I, this is the thing, okay? So we got more women in the police force. We have w more women that are firefighters. We have more women in the military. But the problem is, is that we have this like fantasy that women can do just as well. Like they're characters in a fighting game that are just balanced, right? Like they're just, they have different advantages. But the reality is, is that they alter the, um, the requirements for women they lower the bar so they can get in. And when they're um, really tested, they struggle. And I've seen lots of videos of female cops trying to, um, trying to you know, hold down a suspect, a criminal, mm -hmm. whatever. And of course, if they're, if they're men, which they usually are, they overpower them and they escape, like every time. Because, the, mm. and, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, that no woman could ever do it. I'm saying that it's not like what we're trying to do or at least what our institutions are trying to do to give women equal access is going to harm people like it's going to harm, harm that woman. It's going to harm any people that she's trying to protect. Like my wife wanted to be a firefighter. Lindsay was like she and she was really fit. She went to the gym. She was like, I mean, she's a beast. OK, of a woman right now. And she couldn't pass the test because she had, like, other limitations, right? And she had to, like, carry people. Like, she was supposed to carry people. That's what firefighters do. So it's not just, I mean, it is partly because that's the kind of stuff men want to do. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a cop, for example. I think that they find the idea of serving people, you know, uh, ambulance drivers, uh, paramedics, police, military, firefighters... They, they're, they're drawn to it. It's romantic to them. And we used to celebrate that stuff, too, when men did it. But we've made it really hard to do that job because we've lowered the bar for women. Like, the criminals aren't going to lower the bar, right? So anyway, I'm just saying, like, women are less effective. <laughs> I'm just saying they are, so... 
I'm going to make a counterpoint to that. Okay. Um, I agree that there are lots of physical issues that women have in, in the context of all of this. However, and this is the one thing that actually makes me hesitate to get rid of female cops. If there's a man who's being abused by a woman, he's better off with a female cop. It's not, we're not just dealing with male criminals. We're also dealing with the bullshit that female criminals engage with. Yeah, sure. And women see through that a lot quicker than men do. As, as long as they're not feminist. You know, as I told Karen and you, like a couple, uh, like last month, I think, the one thing that makes me hesitate about having women in any kind of capacity, uh, social capacity in terms of, like the, you know, the maintaining the edge of civility is feminism. Mm -hmm. um, if you got rid of that, I would say there would be a place for female cops. In particular, making sure that male um, men are treated uh, when when they're up against female criminals, they aren't treated themselves like the criminal. And um, I think that that's valuable, but it has to come from recognizing that men and women have different strengths and abilities. Like a woman can see straight through the bullshit that other women do. It's why yeah. I think that feminists are so full of shit, because I know they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I know they know what other women are doing. Yeah. But they continue to lie for their own benefit. Right. Um, and women cops are able to see through that in a way that I don't think male cops are. And it's because men are primed to be concerned about women's safety yeah, and women's victimhood. Yeah. And, you know, you know, male cop in, fa in faced with a crying woman. Now he's being basically manipulated and assaulted in a different way. Female cops going to be like, yeah, fuck that lady, you know, yeah. Stow your tears. Let's look at the evidence. Yeah. Now, if we can be honest about the benefits and the detriments of women cops and also the difficulties of integrating men and women in these kind of scenarios, then then that would be a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I think that I think that women cops can play uh, a role that is more suited. Right. So like if they're. Yeah like taking reports or speaking with the um uh the people involved in whatever the dispute is uh and especially if it's a woman that's the uh, aggressor like a domestic violence situation yeah i think a woman would be better because she would be able to see through the bullshit uh where men are are not likely to because uh, like you said um well here's but the I other was thing really like, referring to like the physical stuff but i think that yeah the other thing is that women set up these networks like the problem with eventually getting rid of crime is that it's almost like crime forms around women mm -hmm. if that makes sense like terrorist networks form around women like you, you noticed antifa form around women yeah they form the nucleus for these kind of the deterioration of these of this the boundary between civility and incivility and yep. they justify it and they c cement it. And I would honestly say if we ever want to make any progress against these social ills, we'd probably be better off with women investigating this stuff and women breaking it apart. The nucleuses that these things form around, the moles, the, uh, the female gangsters, the, um, the female terrorists, you know, and that is going to be something that I think women would have to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then that would be actually 
solving things on a much more fundamental substrate level than what we're doing now, which is just managing it. Uh, but that's that that might be something just to cogitate on and think about because it's uh, it may be a complicated idea. So yeah, yeah. But again, Let's yeah, like worth talking about. But I think that Amala, this is the black woman here, she's basically saying like at the bottom of the at the end of the day, uh, there are jobs that men are are more likely to pursue, and there are jobs that women are more likely to pursue. And it would be nice if we saw a little bit more crossover because, like for example, um, you know, women dominate in education. And I'd like to see more male teachers. But the problem is, is that I think that even when there are more, like when there are men who want to be teachers, they have to deal with the stigma of being men essentially around children because we already have this kind of like, you know, threat narrative that uh, if there are any, you know, if there's if there is any predation on children, then it's men that are more likely to do it. And that's just not true. So, but again, one of those conversations that people are not having because it's uncomfortable, but I'd like to see more male teachers. My, my best teacher was a male teacher. So anyway. Let's say um, I get married to a guy and he wants to be a stay at home dad. That's fine. I enjoy working. So I actually wouldn't be totally opposed to me grabbing the gun if an intruder came in and being the one to kill somebody if my husband's normally like the one protecting the kids I guess I don't think it necessarily matters who's protecting the family just somebody must I like all right um all right so this is this is becoming sort of confusing to people I think um so I think that men naturally want to protect their families. I think it's an instinct. Um, and they're women. However, I am at 100% opposed to obligating it. Yeah. And the expectation, or alternatively, I, and the other thing I would really wish people would stop doing, and this is something I've noticed with uh, uh, conservatives as well, or even more maybe than feminists, is they keep insulting the modern generation of young men as being unmanly and not being able to do something like a World War I. It's like, dude, please. There was nothing that society could expect from young men or teach them to prepare them for World War I. They did it because the masculinity was inherent to them. This, this, yeah. this ability or this desire to put themselves in the, in the path of danger to protect their society was innate to them that's why it ha that's why they could be exploited in that way to that degree mm -hmm. so stop saying that boys today are imat are um somehow doing something to themselves to emasculate themselves yeah what's actually happening is i'm pretty sure that since there was absolutely nothing that uh 19th century Britain, British society or, or anything in the 19th century could do to get young men ready for that war. I think what's actually happening today is that there isn't any, and, and you know what? It actually also happened then too, but there isn't any recognition from conservatives or feminists that masculinity is good. And there's no recognition from feminists that masculinity is good. There's no recognition from conservatives that it's innate. That that uh -huh. goodness is innate to men. And how many times do men have to sacrifice themselves en masse so that society can continue to enjoy 
of the prosperity that it does, how many times do they have to do that before they get a break from being told, oh, you're so feckless and, and emasculated and you don't... Like, seriously! Yeah. We have tested masculinity how many times in the last century? You know? And in my opinion, it's always ri- risen to the expectations of protecting society. Young men have always risen to that. And I guarantee that with the World War I generation, there was a bunch of old fogies talking about how modern age has emasculated the young men. And then they go and send them off to war, and they continue to talk about how modern age has emasculated the young men as they're standing up to being thrown into a fucking meat grinder and steel hail. You know, and it's just sickening. And I bet they did that the same in the 40s, too, before we did it again. Mm-hmm. Look, get over yourselves. Young men are brave. Young men will sacrifice themselves for the betterment of society if we ask, if we demand it of them. Young men are not the problem. What the problem is, is that we are living in the shadow of an unexamined genocide, which was World War I. And we are, are, are completely ill-prepared to examine how it happened, why it happened, the pressures that caused it, which include women shaming men. Because yeah. we couldn't have done it without women shaming men into it and then shaming the harm that was done to men afterwards, hiding it from view. We wouldn't have been able to do it. We wouldn't have been able to stand ourselves. But that's the case, and now we're not examining. We're continuing to not examine the processes that make men expendable. And unfortunately, now we're at the place where we've made them so expendable, we've made their identity, the very identity that allowed them to maintain this expendable, which is is not the same as masculinity. It's simply saying, men, if you do this thing, society will in some way think that you're good for having done it. We're getting rid of that because we can't do that because that would exclude women, you know, that would be insulting to women, you know, and now we are enjoying the fruits of that. This entire unexamined mess that started well before any of us were born. Okay. It's true. It's true. I don't know what we're yelling about! Let us move on. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Like what you said about intuition, though, like my wife has a lot of intuition. I think she's better than me at like helping us avoid unsafe situations. But to physically combat a stranger that's at your door with a gun, a mask on, and is breaking in. Yeah, it's convenient to have someone who's more like him <laughs> than. But would you send your wife but who's intuitive to use her intuitive powers to handle that to protect, or would you use your masculine? I'm, my kid is, my daughter's protected. I'm Look, going down there. If we get attacked, I'm going to do everything I can to protect my That's... family. Well, of course you are. <laughs> so, like, what's, there's nothing wrong with that. That is, you're being masculine. Masculinity doesn't mean, you know, muscles and the ability to, like, lift heavy things. Like, it's, it's what you do. So you're, you, uh, uh, you're show, you're telling us with your actions what you seem to disagree with. In terms of like, yeah. Well, the problem is, again, they they have a different concept of how to protect women. What they, this guy's doing is like, I want to protect women from feeling insulted by me being, um, pri- um, me being praised as a man as a protector. Yeah, yeah. That's he doesn't it. want that's his it. wife to feel like she's less because he's able to confront. When the reality is that you know it's more like he's the expendable one. That's why he's confronting. 
Um, But that's simply it. He's trying to protect women from the quote-unquote insult of being lesser or seen as weaker. Because that's, like I said, he is the one who protects the thoughts from the thoughts. Like the dude with the muscles, he wants to be seen as the one who protects his wife from the things, not the thoughts. Yep. So this is just like two gangs. Like, yeah, we protect the women from the thoughts. We protect the women from the things. And it's like, okay, but could we talk a little bit about protecting women and the necessity of this especially (laughs) when you're protecting women against imaginary uh upsets yeah it's like what they're running up against is these these anti-feminist women are basically just they're basically just tradcon women but that doesn't really make them much different from feminist women because they both all those women want men to sacrifice for them one of them says thank you and the other one doesn't but but um, these women are saying... Oh, God. Oh, no, no. Actually, conservative women don't say thank you. Yeah, I guess not. I'm saying at they best just, they, they just might. simply say, oh, you're, you're, an awful hum- you're an awful man if you don't. Yeah. Like, maybe some conservative women say thank you, but I'm not seeing a lot of that lately. Well, I don't know. I guess I'd have to be there when the chips are down. But what I was going to say is, is that they're kind of like experiencing the logical consequence of things that they promoted... So when men start saying, well, I don't know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be sexist by protecting you. So, you know, go go and protect yourself. And, and by the way, don't use a gun because I'm against the Second Amendment, you know. <laughs> so do your best. All right. I believe in you. Strong and powerful. Feel empowered. And the women are like, no, I don't. Not like that. Like, you know, so <laughs> it, this is kind of a, a mess that they made, you know. So, um but anyway, let's let's uh, let's keep going. That's not men yeah. having to be masculine. I just think that's people protecting those they love. I you think see what I'm if, saying? If women are put yeah. in situations where they have to protect their families, they can exert tremendous force. Obviously, sure. they're more vulnerable. He, he's trying to protect women. Yeah, he's protecting women from thoughts. He's from protecting the idea women that, from, like, you know, in they might general, not be good at something. Men are the ones that are going to make a sacrifice and take a risk to protect their family. What a what a surprise that the reedy, um, quasi intellectual guy is like. Uh, my protection is better than your protection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. protecting women from the thoughts, the bad thoughts that that other men project onto them. Yeah. That, that women cannot resist because they're not not weaker than me, but but weaker than me. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, I, I can't allow that women be insulted by the idea that men are more protective. I have to protect yon lady fair. So I got a uh, self-demonstrating example. I got a super chat from Albernator Retro. I want to read it before I forget. Um, he gives us $5.50 Canadian and says, We could send Karen and two mannequins to debate Gloria Steinem, Catherine Spillar, and Silky Schultz, Schultz and Karen would still win. But well, that's why they would never talk to her. No, or any of us. They would for never. That huh? No, they would never talk to any of us. No, no. Because, yes, we would probably annihilate them. And I yeah. would probably start talking and they wouldn't understand what the hell I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is this black speech? Are you summoning demons? <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, all right, so okay. let's keep going, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, do you have any thank yous to give or anything like that? Uh, no. Or do you want to twist I, oh, some and arms? I probably do. Yeah, um, I'm not in the best arm-twisting mood, to be honest, but okay. 
once again, feedthebadger.com slash support. Please do help us out because, you know, we don't exist if you don't help. And I, I want to continue to exist. Uh, yeah. So once again, that's feedthebadger.com slash support. Uh, we stalled out a bit. So if you have that $5 that you'd like to throw in, that would be really appreciated. Uh, feedthebadger.com slash support. And also, if you want to send us a message, feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. Yep. Very much appreciated. Okay. All right. Or how let's... much more do we have to this? Oh, it's almost over. There's like, uh, what, like uh, a minute left? Less than a minute? Oh, gosh. So. Right. Typically, like, as strong on average. I'm to pull up testosterone, right? But Why? I, I just don't, I don't think, like, this is something men have to do. I, I, I think you got to be careful Okay, about... that's a good point. Well, yeah. Although, yeah, I think that the... Although it's a competitive the... thing, I think. The statement yeah, is men need to be masculine to keep their families safe. And uh, I don't like the framing of that statement because um, if we... Well... Go ahead. The, the framing is something like, uh, well, men, men are masculine. That's why they keep their families safe. That's the mm -hmm. framing I would use. And I, I can sort of... I have a little bit of sympathy for the feminist guy when he says need to, really. Mm -hmm. Um... I but the problem is that my but I think he's going at it from oh I don't want to insult women by saying it's masculinity yeah, because, like the, uh, yeah because the assumption is that masculinity is better than femininity in but some it's way not. in some way yeah yeah but uh I think that the thing is too is that like men have been beaten down by uh by feminists, by academics, by the elites, by war, by uh, like plastics in our food, by soy, like uh, by by removing the fathers from a home. There's like all of these factors that have been, you know, some of them much much more impactful. Some of them work slowly over time. If you don't believe me, look into phytoestrogens and like it's in a lot of stuff that we use and consume, and now they're they have lower testosterone levels than i think like in any time in history and it is affecting their behavior they're basically like you know they have like higher levels of estrogen they're um uh it, it, they're feminized and so like the thing is is that now now that that's happened and it's not their fault but we're still holding men to the same standards as men in like the early 1900s and the 1800s and the 1600s because things were very different. And now that like when you have these statements like men need to be masculine, well, why don't, why don't we stop shaming men? Why don't we stop finger wagging? And we try to figure out how to solve this problem, how to like, you know, put men back in the, their proper place because that's why men are or like a proper place. Because that's why men are, are struggling with their masculinity. They're looking for role models. They're looking for help. They go, they watch Jordan Peterson. They get shamed for it. They get called names. They're, they're called incels, whatever. They go to Andrew Tate. They get shamed for it. They get called names. They get called misogynists. It doesn't matter, right? It's like no one wants to help them, but they all want to have something to say about it. And yeah. um, uh, I think and, that... And what they have to say is increasingly unhelpful. Yeah, of course. So like... You're just going to, if you're just going to keep going down that road, the first thing I think you have to do if you want to start changing stuff is to say, you know, masculinity is good. 
and mm-hmm. men should something to strive for. Yeah, it's something to strive for. Yeah. Men should observe it. To preserve, men should perhaps to be the want to promote it, yeah. and and you know even women can use a little masculinity. You know, <laughs> I don't mean like in the form of a pill. I mean like <laughs> like. The, I don't know. The, like women the, should learn stoicism. Like they, you know, I don't. I don't think it needs to be like. There's the, there needs to be a hard uh, line that's like, oh, you know, only oh. men do this. Like, no, I mean, you know, if you really want to be an independent, um, you know, a woman, then 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 you need to go for it. Don't just say it. You don't just get to make mm-hmm. a declaration. You know, I'm independent. That doesn't mean anything. That's what? that's a masculine understand. Like it's not a performance; it's an act. Yeah, that's something exactly. that men understand a lot more implicitly than women do. Yeah, and the thing is that masculinity uh, is there's like a, a a way that men approach their environment that's informed by having more testosterone, having that 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 higher risk threshold, you know, and all of that that almost forms its own cultural learning, and then women can become better people by incorporating aspects of those cult, that cultural learning into their own behavior. Yeah. Um, you could probably do the reverse too. Uh, men tend to actually be pretty good at, at, uh, self, um, like, uh, they tend to be pretty good at just dealing with mental health issues and dealing with, with trauma and stuff like that better than women. But there is an aspect of being able to set boundaries, being able to say no, and being able to recognize when people are infringing on you that women have that men could benefit from, in my opinion, from what I've mm-hmm. observed. And, uh, and uh, you know, so there's, there's, strangely enough, men and women are better when they learn from each other. Yeah. Shocker. I know, it's crazy. It's almost like we're yeah. meant to be complimentary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, he I, says, I'll... I think you got to be careful about... Putting pressure on men to embody pressure some men. sort of like macho, tough, violent. Well, like... I don't think it's macho because the thoughts men. need to be saved See? from the thoughts. This is the thing that really pisses me off about uh, this toxic masculinity conversation because they they just they just bring in this this baggage like violence is something unique to men. Like much ma- being machismo, having machismo is like automatically just bad. Like you're just, you know, I don't know what it even means. Does it mean you're putting cigarettes out on women's asses? Like what does it, what does it mean to be oh, <laughs> the macho thing? It's like, you know, that's that's one of our words, right? That's our word. <laughs> so you you don't get to just like um, drag it through the mud, but they do. They they, they you know, I don't know. It's it, you mean our me. word is in its it's a Latino word or yeah yeah machismo yeah macho muy macho okay well yeah that that's a really good point okay let's see who wh- let's see what personal demon this guy is operating from mm-hmm. you've had men in her, your life who okay go ahead in my life uh, who like embody that tough role and it it like creates uncomfortable environments it sometimes invites aggression, danger to the situation. It's a certain role playing that I think men actually it's beneficial. Oh my right. god, shut up. Oh my god. This guy's Yeah, the worst. role playing. Role playing. You see that's the Yeah, that's they're the they're not they're LARPing mindset. as men. They're not really men. They're LARPing. No. Yeah. Yes. Criminal men are criminal. You're right. So what? 
Yeah, like what a, about regular men? If, yeah, if that, that, Does this mean that every time a man, like, takes a stand to protect someone that's weaker, whether it's a woman or a child, that he's automatically just, like, LARPing, like, eh, you know, come, come on, pussy, you know, like that... That, that no, like there are men who who can't handle, um, you know, uh, uncomfortable situations well, and it might escalate to violence. But that's just a yep. failing of being human. It's not like built into masculinity, you know. No, no, and I, I like yes. Okay, so w- one of the problems that I find with feminists is if you say masculinity has this positive trait. They will say, but what about this subset of men who do this? And it's like, well, yes, but those are psychopaths who have been abused almost yeah. invariably. Yeah. You know, look at their look at their female number. You know, I, I, OK, so recently I looked at the statistics on um, spousal death, spousal murder. OK, now the statistics are pretty much really damaged uh, by a lot of ideological interests. Uh, but one thing is, there is a really high rate of lesbian murder, period. Like, you're 19, if you're a lesbian, you're something like 19 more times likely to be killed by your partner than if you're a straight woman or a bisexual woman with a man. Um, for some reason, the UK is different. I guess English men are just orcs, but whatever. <laughs> uh, most places, Savages. lesbians are very violent. I, I would not have expected British men to be savages compared to every other man on the planet. Um, but everywhere else that I've seen the statistics, if you're a lesbian, you're like many, many more times to be likely to be killed. So whenever you look at the statistics on spousal death and they, they show, oh, this, this many women die, make sure that they break it down to who's killing them. Because in many cases, it's women, other women. Yeah. But regardless, um, what I wanted to point out was I also looked up a, uh, a examination on what happens when partners kill each other. Mm-hmm. And apparently, women are unbelievably violent. Yeah. Like, you know, like a man will kill his wife and he'll just like shoot her. A woman will kill her husband. He'll, she'll strangle him to the point of being unconscious and then start eating parts of him in front of his face while he's, <laughs> while he's still alive until he dies of extinguation or some yeah. shit. Like some really dark fucked He'll drink up his shit. blood and, and sacrifice yeah, it. it sacrifice not, him to Moloch. Or, or he'll, she'll cut off... He'll, she'll savagely murder him with an axe or something. Yeah. Like it, it, is, it is... When women do this shit, they are beasts. You yep. know, and it may be less often, but when they do it, holy shit, tigers yeah. out of the cage. Blood so for the blood god. There is no point. There is no point saying, well, there's this subset of criminal men who express, the, first of all, they're not expressing their masculinity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or do you think that women who do this shit are expressing their femininity? No. They're expressing their criminality, or they're probably expressing some kind of violence that occurred to them as a child. Sometimes I wonder about women because, you know, they're pretty scary. But I'm pretty sure that the men are doing this because I've seen this. I've seen the stats. Female criminals, you don't have as much stats on, on this kind of thing. But it is violence. And it is abuse. And it is genetic factors that lead to low impulse control that create these kind of violent men. And, yeah, they exist. But it has nothing to do with masculinity. 
Yeah. So and so the thing is that when when you say masculinity has these positive traits, feminists are like, but but no, there is this subset of 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 criminals that are criminalizing, and you're like, yes, that's what criminals do. It has nothing to do with masculinity, unless you want to argue that the female criminals have something to do with femininity. And holy shit, if we're gonna argue that, women aren't gonna, they're not gonna come out very well on yeah. that. <laughs> like if you're gonna say that the criminal elements of women reflect some aspect of femininity if you're going to say that the criminal elements of men reflect some aspect of masculinity you're going to lose that one feminist yep. you're going to lose it big and hard and yep. so i think that we should just so and, and the thing is that they don't honestly do that comparison because they no. would lose no okay. they wouldn't but it's the but that's the thing it's like it's not yeah. femininity a, no. a, 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 a wife eating her husband's face is not femininity. No, it's not. No, no. Shooting his wife is not masculinity. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just, well, it's like it's like we said before. Like ma- masculine traits are just by default associated with like dis un- violent antisocial traits. I'll just say that. Right. Um, yes, and it's ridiculous. It's yeah. It is. Okay, let's Okay, let's finish this off. We got like 30 seconds left. Why do yes. you think it's a role though? What if that's just who they are? It's innately in them. Well, Some then people... I think they should go to therapy and work on it or but like play a sport it... and get out that aggression. So well, I understand yeah, I aggression isn't I, bad. I always hear from other male feminists like, "Oh, that guy's trying to be a macho guy." Why? Absolutely. Okay, well, so here's insecure. the thing. I think sometimes it's not genuine. He's playing a character. Uh I think that's a bit mm-hmm. of a thing for you to say, considering you could be considering seen as playing things. a character too. Yeah, you could be consider- You could be seen as feminism maxing right now. There, yeah. Sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah, feminine maxing, um, uh, or you know, larping as like a good guy, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> But again, yeah, like I don't understand where they're getting in with this. But yeah, yeah. Character. What are you? What are you hoping to accomplish? Like, do you, like if there's Even a if man, is, who cares? Like, if he's not being criminal. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who cares if he's uh, what? Like showing off his plumage. I mean, that's what you guys are doing. That's essentially what it is. If you're saying that a guy is like, you know, playing a character, you're saying that he's like puffing up his chest and pretending to be tough. Well, maybe. Um, the, he's in a situation where he thinks that's what he has to do, right? Like, yeah, but even if he is playing a character, like if he's role, he, then how how do we go it from that to well, that's bad, not just yeah. like neutral. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like it's it <laughs> should just be seen as neutral. Um. Oh so wait, 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 because that's sort of a feminine thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. So there, we're we're doing some some uh, fem shaming right now. A Everybody's bit. engaging. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's finish this. Well, off. I was just gonna say one other thing. This woman in the orange tomato dress, she um, she said aggression isn't bad. Now, um, I think that they need to define that word a little bit because I think mm-hmm. that the fem- male feminists think of aggression as always bad, and I think that this woman at least, but probably the other women, are thinking that a guy who you know, um, uh, essentially is assertive and forward and maybe a little like, uh, rough or physical or whatever. Um, I think that she's basically telling us like, I'm into that. That's hot. Right. It's literally like the, you know, like the kind of brutish 
um, man from the romance novels, right? That just like takes what he wants and, you know, that's what she likes. So she is sort of like telling us a bit about her, her taste in men. Actually, I'm usually the one to de-escalate situations because mm -hmm. of how I look and yeah. how I am presented. So I de-escalate. And actually, I always tell people, I don't, and I always encourage young men, avoid the fight. Yeah. If you can avoid it, stay away. But right. if you have to, obviously do what you have to do, like survive. Finish. And I would say to women or anything, yes, don't start and actually try to deter you Violence should be always the last resort. Yeah, violence violence only brings more violence. All right, okay. that's, go ahead. That, that generally is a masculine virtue though, dude. Yeah. It's to avoid the fight. You're not you're not shattering toxic masculinity by saying something else. No, you're not shattering you're not shattering <laughs> masculinity by saying that. Like, um, there are a lot of guys who have something to prove. What's interesting is a lot of that violence seems to come from a particular type of household that nobody's talking about. Yeah. That kind of uh, insecure aggressive violence. Okay. Yeah. That, that seems to be coming from a particular type of household. I think we can all guess, all, all, all finish that statement in your own mind. Um, okay, let's. Uh, that's the end of that. That's the that's, that's the last end? thing. Violence only what, what brings, what, brings more violence. What What about the um, the lady who said nothing? Which lady? Um. Oh. The, oh. Well, oh. I know. You remember, like the redhead. Or like brunette yeah, didn't, didn't woman. Say, yeah, she didn't say anything. She didn't have anything to say. No. No, no I don't think so. Had... Okay, I guess she didn't want to take part in this well, at all. No, no, because you know, these these uh when they record these, they're usually a lot longer. You guys remember mm -hmm. when uh Christoph Petkoz was on one of these discussions and they edited it down. Uh, to a much shorter thing, so they they she might have said something, and they just didn't think that it was worth putting in the, the cut. Oh, okay. which, which is the, they're basically really erasing they're erasing women's voices, they're silencing women. Mm. Um, you know, I'd really be curious what she had to say. Yeah, you know, but she, I don't. Go ahead. Okay, here's the thing: like a lot of feminism seems to be like, oh, we're the ones who make, who create positive like uh, or masculine virtues. We're the ones who make men care about women. We're the ones who make men provide and protect for women. And it's like, no, that's not... No. Yeah. Feminism has nothing to do with that. It exploits what already existed and has always existed, which is men's concern for women and their, their provision and protection of women. We wouldn't have a society without that because women cannot survive on their own. Mm -hmm. We're the most helpless female mammal on the damn planet. We're not surviving on our own. Mm -hmm. So right then and there, one thing that men do for women is they've gotten them to this point. Yep. You know, we've That's they've right. gotten the species to this point. Because women are not doing it on their own. And they've never been able to do it on their own. You want a female animal that can do it on its own? Tiger. Okay? Yeah. That and we are not that. No. So and that means that there's something about men who wants to make sure that women are provided and protected for. Okay. So the, the idea that feminism suddenly was like, Oh, wow. Men have never cared about women and all of human history. And we're going to make them do that. Yeah. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100% bullshit. You know, yep. and I've got, I have a feminist now who's, 
I, I remarked on a strategic choice by Julius Caesar during the battle of um, against uh, Versing Troys. I think Versing, Ver, you know what? Gaul, like ancient Gaulish generals have the worst goddamn names. Versing Troics, I think, um, at Elysia, I believe. And what what happened was he had a he had he he was besieging a town. And he was also under siege. So he had created this earthenworks around this Gaulish town that he was sieging because they had brought in a whole bunch of other Gauls to siege his siege. It was it was siegeception, you see. Yeah. And what the Gauls did is they sent out into that kind of no man's land constructed by these two um two walls, all of their useless eaters, so women and children, under the expectation that the Roman men would take them on as their burden. And one of the reasons why Julius Caesar won that battle was because he was like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, um, and, um, and, uh, and this feminist looked at that and said, and you say that men are always compassionate. I'm like, no, I never said that. Why yeah. this worked was because it was an exception that proved the rule. Right? They were 100% expecting Julius Caesar to abide by the rules of war, which is to keep women and children out of it. And he didn't. He basically Mm -hmm. treated them like men. So don't turn around and tell me that this one instance where women and children were treated by, by men is the evidence that men are not compassionate to women and children in a way they are not compassionate to other men. Because it is the exception that proves the rule, yeah. and the only the only way that the only reason they got away with it is because it's the exception that proves the rule. But anyway, so it's like, yes, men have cared about women and children throughout all of human history, and they've cared yep. cared for women and protected and provided for women, and this exception proves that rule. Yep. Because of the expectation of what, what Julius Caesar was going to do and his defiance of that expectation. Okay. All, All right. right. So that's that's what I wanted to say to that. And I really, it really annoys me that feminists simultaneously take responsibility for men caring about women. Like they invented or invented that in the 1970s, which is total bullshit. Yes, that's exactly what men needed to to jumpstart their concern for women. A bunch of political lesbians yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. And nagging them. That, that's, exactly what, that's exactly what it took. That's exactly the stimulus that men needed to care about women. Ugh. Anyway, so... Um, a bunch of... Uh, well, not just political lesbians. But also, you know... Women who had perfected the, the, the art of political nagging to a fine art. That's what it needed. That's what men needed to finally care about women. Um, so anyway, that that's just strikes me as absurd. Feminists need to let go of that that rhetoric that they they were the ones who created men's care about women. They also they have to let go of this idea that it isn't women themselves. And that's that's the big thing. Like men care about women because of women. They don't care yeah. about women feminism. No, of course not. Feminism co-opting that afforded a very, very small group of women a lot of power and money. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, no woman ever anywhere owes feminism a damn thing. Nope. Nope. 
Feminism it's like uh, it's like that meme, you know, like, uh, did you make this? Oh, I made this. Did you make this? Yes, I made this. And then they take it and yeah. then they say, I made this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Femin women do not owe feminism anything. Yep. They don't owe them a, a feminist a damn thing. Yep. Feminism owes women everything. Everything. Yep. And what feminism has delivered to women is confusion, misery, middle management jobs, cats, and a shitty life in which you don't even get to have somebody who'll have your back in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, okay, well, thanks. And we've made, and women have made a, a select group of feminist women, very influential and very powerful. Jeez. It's, it's almost like that patriarchy, except reversed that they constantly talk about and how, I guess you're going to say feminism hurts women too. Okay. All it right. does. That's a, that's a good, that's a good uh, point. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, even if women think they're benefiting from feminism in the short term, it probably won't serve them in the long term. So, but mm -hmm. that is it for that segment. Uh, we, we're we're going to try and do another one, right? I have some mm -hmm. pretty good ones. There's like... Uh, yeah. you know, there's there's probably better ones. We'll, oh, there we'll are. Sit. There is. There's like men are falling behind the society is a nice chunk Women should mm -hmm. also be drafted into the military. Uh, that mm -hmm. could be interesting. I know that that was what Mark Angelucci, may he rest in peace, was uh, mm -hmm. fighting the good fighting fight for. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's men should take birth control is another interesting one. Um, mm -hmm. So those are a few. I don't know if there's any that interest you guys. But um, do you think men should take birth control? Uh, do you believe women should serve in the military? What do you think the... Are there going to be any downsides to that? Um, let us know in the comments. And when well, I say serve, serve I mean drafted. Oh, I mean drafted for the military. So yeah, because um, okay, anybody so can choose just, to serve. Yeah, I just want to remind everyone once again: we are doing our monthly fundraiser at feedthebadger.com/support. Very appreciated to Meredith G, who supported. And if you would like to join our very, other very generous supporters and make sure that this show keeps coming each month. Uh, once again, that's feedthebadger.com slash support. You can also send us a message at any time after the show is over. If you enjoyed the show, send us a tip at feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. If you have any questions, if you have any answers to our questions, if you have anything you want to contribute, if you want to tell me to take it hike, if you want to suggest a show topic, go to feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. Do it. Um, if you want to ask me what the hell I'm talking about and why I'm so weird, you can ask me that at feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. All right, back to you, Brian. <laughs> All right. So if you guys like this video, please hit that like button. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Hit the bell for notifications. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you guys think about what we talked about on today's show. And please, please, please share this video because sharing is caring. Thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of Maintaining Frame, and we will talk to you all in the next video. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.